Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip, hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. Do you love to read but struggle to see print? Bookshare is a nonprofit ebook library that makes reading easier for people with low vision or blindness. Members can read in ways that work for them with ebooks in audio, large print, and digital braille. Get unlimited access to over 1 million titles, including New York Times bestsellers, periodicals, upskilling books, and more. Bookshare is free for New York Public Library patrons or U.S. students with a qualifying disability. For more information, visit Bookshare.org today. Join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers to inspire the population to go for their dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media One. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. You may recognize that jingle which plays before and after some of our favorite TV shows produced and distributed by CBS. Just recently, the American Council of the Blind commended the CBS television network for significantly increasing its offerings of audio-described programming. Here to tell us more about this big development in television for the blind is Paramount Global's Vice President of Captioning and Audio Description, Mark Turrets. Also joining us is ACB's Audio Description Project co-chair, Carl Richardson. Welcome to the show. Hello. So everybody, why don't we go around the Zoom version and you tell us about yourselves. Sure. Carl, do you want to start? Sure. So I, my name is Carl, and I'm a huge, not only am I the co-chair of the Audio Description Project along with Kim Charlton, I'm a huge consumer of audio description. And the reason why I got into it is years ago, I actually went to film school uh, at Emerson College here in Boston, and I got a degree in film production. And I drove out to L.A. and worked on a handful of TV shows and movies. And But I didn't yet realize the extent of my vision loss as I was going through it. And I was on a set that was dark, and I knocked down the lights as I was helping the electrician, and I destroyed the set, and I got fired. And that kind of threw me for a loop. And this was 90, maybe 91. So the ADA didn't really, um, nobody really understood what that was about. And I didn't know what to do. And I knew I was losing my vision. So I kind of gave up and came home. Because in those days, there was no public transportation, no Uber. LA was difficult to get around. Um, and I didn't know what to do for a few years. So, I, But I always worked. I always had a job. And I kind of just muddled around doing different things. And then I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to move into the city, I'm going to get a guide dog, and I'm going to be fully independent. And I'm also going to find a way to get back into film and television. So I started calling people and networking. And finally, somebody gave me the name of a guy by the name of Larry Goldberg with the National Center for Accessible Media at WTBH at the time. And I went and did an informational interview with him. And about six months later, he said, we have a marketing position for the media access group. 
that does closed captioning and audio description. Well, they call video description services, but audio description. Would, are you interested in coming in and interviewing for the position? And I said, yes, absolutely. So I came in, and I didn't really know a lot about audio description even then. But the reason why I interviewed with him, because I'm both hard of hearing, I'm both visually impaired, and I had a love of film and television. And I thought, cool, I can combine accessibility for the, the blind and hard of hearing deaf community while at the same time increasing the accessibility of film and television, which is my first thought. So I did a lot of research. I uh, I turned on whatever audio description of what's available at the time, which at that time was only on PBS on Channel 2 in my area. And I, I um, they, at the time, they had a, a catalog on VHS where you could get the description opened. I watched, so I learned a lot about it, researched. I, I knew a lot about captioning because I had started using captioning from the early days from when we had the big boxes where you had to buy a $200 decoder set. So I went in for the interview and I got the job. And I was only there for three years and I even got to work with Mark a little bit while I was there. Um, I left and moved on, but I stayed with my love of audio description because what it did is they were the short time for a number of years where I was no longer watching film and television. And what audio description did would give me my love of film and television back. And the second thing it did is that it allowed me and my wife to simply be a couple and enjoy each other's company while watching something on television and the movie theater so that she no longer feels pressure to make sure I enjoy the show. We can simply be a couple enjoying each other's company while watching content we both like. So that, and as a result, I got a number of years ago, I reached out to Kim Charlton when she was the president of ACB and said, Kim, I've got a background. I've worked in audio description. I used to work in film and television. I think I understand what it's all about. <clears throat> Can you find a place for me on the audio description project? And she did. And she made me co-chair. Uh, co well, Dan made me co-chair of the audio description project. <clears throat> but she also made me chair of the media subcommittee within the audio description project which worked with companies like Paramount Global. And Mark and I have reestablished our relationship um, when we reached out to them about um, just pointing out some things that as they were launching Paramount Plot and they've done a great job. So that's how, and, and Mark then a few months ago told us about their increased commitment, which I'm sure he's going to tell you about shortly. And I know that was a long answer, but I just thought, it might be good to understand why I'm so passionate and why I love audio yeah. description oh, so yeah. much. It sounds like you are with that long answer. You are passionate about the work. And now before we talk more about audio description, Mark, I understand that CBS is Paramount. I mean, CBS's parent company, Viacom CBS, was recently named Paramount to go with one of its subsidiaries, Paramount Pictures. What Paramount inspired that Global. change? Well, I think it was, you know, so so going backwards and talking about my beginning. So uh, I consider myself just so lucky and privileged to do what I do. Uh, I've made a career of accessibility. I'm, I'm only 64 years old, or I hope, as I say, halfway to 128. But I have literally been involved since I'm 21 years old in 1979 when I worked at IBM headquarters in Armonk, New York. Uh, a bit of a Horatio Alger story. I grew up uh, in the Hudson Valley of New York State, and IBM was a giant employer there in the day. My dad worked there. 
for 35 years. So um, I've actually been a photographer since I'm four years old. And that was my direction, art, art school. But uh, in the summer of 78, I worked for a magazine as a photographer. But my real job was in the warehouse at IBM cutting up UPS boxes uh, when I was 20 years old. And when I was 21, in the summer of 79, I secured a job at IBM's headquarters in corporate promotion and production, where I worked on four commercials, but also a special for ABC. Uh, and I did not know this summer 79 working on the beginning part of it, but it was what we call time buy where IBM buys a whole hour. It was a special called IBM presents Baryshnikov on Broadway. And when it aired six months after I worked on it in March of 1980, it was the week the captioning debuted on ABC, NBC, and PBS. And it turned out the special I had worked on unbeknownst to me then was the first ever closed caption primetime special that aired the week captioning debuted. Um, so I got out of school in 1980, a recession year, couldn't find work, and I was doing various jobs, uh, you know, in dark rooms and Associated Press. And a friend of mine said, Showtime's going 24 hours. Do you want to interview? So I wound up at the legacy Viacom Showtime as Showtime employee number 78 in <laughs> July of 1981. That's how far mm. I got back with Showtime. And Showtime and Viacom were early adopters of closed captioning. The networks were doing it voluntarily then. The Showtime added it voluntarily. So I really got involved directly in 81 at Showtime, and I stayed there until 1987 when I went to a small uh, news agency, ABC owned, uh, which is great for me. I got my news chops there, which is a big part of what I was doing in the future. But uh, 18 months later, ABC hired me directly as the second person who was the manager of closed captioning. So captioning was new, it was voluntary. And so I was there from 88 to 96. And uh, at that point, it was ABC Disney. And in 96, uh, I got a call from a headhunter with CBS looking for me. Um, I've worked in this industry so long. I've known everybody who did this job in the networks. Uh, my predecessor was leaving CBS, and they brought me in as a director of captioning in those days. And that's all it was. So uh, we built it. We grew it. Uh, and then what happened was well, when the FCC mandated captioning in April 2002, uh, we were there from the beginning, uh, meeting the mandate at 50 hours per calendar quarter which uh, is a very complex formula, but we were meeting and beating it from the beginning. And then, uh, as many folks know, six months after uh, audio description was started under the FCC, it was struck down in the Court of Appeals, October of uh, 2002, six months later. And uh, you know, not everybody stuck with it, but CBS in the very beginning, I was told in no uncertain terms, what I was asked for, I was told up front that CBS would not back away from a voluntary effort like this. We would keep doing it and we would keep growing it. So for the 10 years uh, that captioning, I'm sorry, the audio description was not mandated from 02 to 12, uh, we grew it phenomenally. We were doing uh, a lot of daytime, I'm sorry, children's. We were doing uh, uh, prime time. And uh, so we kept growing it. And it came to the point where voluntarily we were exceeding the FCC's mandate every quarter. So we've been committed to this now for 20 years. Uh, and uh, I'm very proud to say we celebrate our 20th anniversary with our first ever uh, live audio described program. And that was the Academy. I'm sorry, the Academy Awards, the Grammy Awards. Uh, <laughs> the Grammys, uh, yes. The, the, top, the top of this past month. And it was a great success. And I've got to tell you, um, our partner in this uh, was a company called AudioWise. Again, Rick Boggs, you might know. Uh, mm -hmm. He partnered with our, our provider, Vitech. And uh, as Rick will tell you, um, you know, we both felt it was the best live uh, audio described award show ever. Uh, you know, Rick gave us great notes and our mixer was great. 
And so it was a real team effort. We listened, as we always do, and we had a great product with the live, and we hope to grow that. So, um, so that's how I'm here. I'm just very lucky. I've been doing this now for 33 years in the networks, running accessibility. And um, you know, since Showtime, it's 41 years. But 33 years of running this and growing this, and I'm very proud of what we've achieved. Well, we blind viewers out there in TV land. Oh, wait, that's another Paramount-owned network, right? There you go. Legacy <laughs> yes. Viacom. Yes, Legacy make Viacom. a nice yeah. TV land. I could even sing the old theme song for it. Welcome to TV land. Very good. Um, good. Anyways, blind viewers out there in TV land appreciate the added programs and audio description that now CBS has. We know CBS the best for shows like Survivor, Big Brother, which set the whole reality TV craze, The Price is Right, which set the whole precedent for daytime game shows, CBS Sports with Jim Nance, and CBS News with 60 Minutes in the Tick, 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 Tick. Now the blind and visually impaired are going to know CBS as a big supplier of several audio-described programs. You've discussed some of the history already, Mark, of captioning an audio description with CBS, but um, which new CBS programs are now going to be audio-described? So we've done virtually 100% of our primetime lineup. Uh, There are certain shows that don't lend themselves at this time to audio description. It's not to say they won't be added at some point, but some of the shows deliver very, very late. We typically need ideally a week to get the description done, three days minimum. But we have some shows that actually deliver what we call day of air. So it's impossible to turn those around. So we're working on trying to find ways to fine tune those, uh, those workflows but um, by and large, it's almost 100% of our content. And, uh, you know, and the added uh, value is that they're also on Paramount Plus with audio description. And, and to Paramount Plus's credit, they were able to add uh, almost 100% of the schedule beginning last fall. We had to make some uh, technical adjustments here. So we sort of actually caught up with Paramount Plus. They were, they were actually ahead of us. But now the network is there. So uh, it's virtually 100% of everything that's scripted scripted content in prime time. And then again, these one-off uh, award shows, we do a lot of the specials as well. You might have noticed we've, we've been committed since the beginning uh, to doing theatrical movies. This is all 20 years. We've done uh, every theatrical movie we've had on the exception, of maybe one or two. And uh, now they add a live audio description. And then again, uh, our educational informative uh, programming for uh, intended for children, but really it's educational informative that's been described for years as well. And so, uh, Again, where the FCC mandate is now 87.5 hours per calendar quarter, we usually uh, go two to two and a half times the the mandate. So we're way ahead. How about the other Paramount-owned networks, the CW, Nickelodeon, MTV? Have they also increased their audio-described program offerings? So uh, CW is actually a partnership of CBS and Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm unable to speak to um, what their, their outlook is. I can tell you that we're looking at every possible way to add it across the company. And I can't speak to the other division, but I know it's, it's a front burner item. We're trying to find ways to add it wherever we can. CW does have some programming from time to time that is audio described. Um, and particularly about- there's, a show, there's a show on CW called In the Dark. Which does have oh, a yes, blind in main the dark. Character. I interviewed a couple of, I interviewed one of the cast members and the uh, creator of the show. Previously and that on the show, show. That show is audio described. Yeah, that, that's but, one good show. I love that one. But um, again, Paramount, uh, Paramount Global is only a partner 50-50 with, uh, 
uh, Warner on that. And actually, this, I guess Discovery Networks now because Discovery uh, bought Warner. So in this consolidated That's right. here. Yes. Uh, so Discovery is going to own Cartoon Network, CNN, TNT, TBS, and the Discovery Channel, TLC. So what I want to say, though, to that point is that, um, you know, there, as any, any industry, there are varying uh, levels of quality available. And, um, you know, people sometimes look for the best price. I can tell you at CBS and now Paramount Global, uh, you know, we always look for a confluence of, of price and quality, obviously. But quality is always the driving decider, not price. So you'll notice we have the highest quality audio description, I think, anywhere on our network. And the live we did for uh, the Grammy Awards uh, reinforced that. Now, um, how does the additional 80 offerings reflect Paramount Global's values? And what are they? Where are those values? Well, Paramount Global is all about inclusion and diversity, and these really play into our global goals of inclusion and diversity. Very important. The inclusivity I love, and the adaptability, too. Um, Carl, what are some of your reactions to the additional audio-described offerings, and why is ACB giving CBS a big appreciation and thank you? Well, first of all, we're giving... We're very appreciative because when we reached out to them, they listened to us and followed through on some of their commitments on increased accessibility on their platform. But mostly in terms of the content, to my knowledge, out of the nine entities that are required under the 21st Century Video Accessibility, uh, 21st Century Communication Video Accessibility Act or the CVAA, there are nine entities that are required by law to do the 87 and a half hour quarter. The four broadcast networks, CBS, Fox, NBC, ABC, and then the five top cable networks, which are HGTV, uh, Hallmark, TLC, TBS, and I know I'm forgetting one, but I, I, uh, I think it's like history. I think it's history. Oh, history. Okay. I read somewhere where Fox News was the number one cable network. Well, they are number one, but they get a waiver when I say Fox. I mean, the broadcast. So actually, ESPN, Fox News, and I think CNN were number one, two, and three, but they got a waiver because they do near, near live programming. So what they did in that case, they then went to the next top rated. But the reason why we're so proud of CBS and their increased commitment is because, to my knowledge, they are the only network out of those nine entities that I just mentioned that are doing virtually 100% of their primetime programming. And that means any night of the week, you can literally turn on a TV on CBS and see something. And, and for those who can't afford dreaming or cable, you can still turn on CBS just by using an antenna on your TV set and be able to watch something almost every single night of the week. That is huge. How, Carl, how might we speak out to encourage the other networks, Fox, NBC, and ABC, to provide more audio-described programming? So, well, without getting into too much details, we are hoping to use the fact that CBS has increased their programming and point that out to them in a positive way, saying... You know, wouldn't it be nice if you followed through? Look at what CBS has done. So we are hoping that the other network, but I also think many of them are going to start doing it because NBC owns Peacock. ABC is part of Disney, which has Disney Plus. 
you know, um, uh, so I also think they're going to do it because it makes sense for them to do it logistically so that when their shows that they own go on their own streaming platforms, they can also carry over the audio description. So I think we're going to start to see that anyway, just to, because it's going to make sense for them to do it. Well, so Brian, if I may answer that, I want to say, you know, on the face of this, so to speak, obviously you're speaking to me, but there are so many dedicated, dedicated people behind the scenes inside of Paramount Global and the outside vendors of access services. I mean, the Grammy Awards, as an example, there were about 50 people who made that happen. You know, it was a really dedicated team effort. And it's the same thing with the offline we do for the primetime audio description. Many, many people uh, are dedicated to getting this done. And another thing is that, you know, we commit to the life cycle of the show. We never go backwards, only forward. So if we start a show, we don't go backwards. And that's why, you know, you ask which shows don't have it. Well, if we don't have consistent deliveries, I don't think you as a consumer would like to tune into a show one week and have audio description and next week and not be there because the show was late. That adds confusion. So we really need shows that have consistent deliveries is our goal. Doing all yeah, the and in the case time. of Paramount, you guys own the whole entire distribution path in some cases because a movie may start in a theater then it may go to streaming then it may go to home video and then it may go to television so so um you know i i think i I don't know why i think it makes sense but we're just thrilled i'm thrilled as a consumer that i could literally any night of the week sit down and almost find something on cbs um any night of the week, because I'm at the point in my vision loss now where if it isn't audio described, I'm not watching it. So now I'm guaranteed of having something to watch every night on broadcast television, and that's huge. And, and uh, Brian, just still give you the numbers. So basically, it's about 18 hours a week in prime time, and you know we're talking our schedule in prime time is 22 hours. So uh, 18 hours in prime time, and then uh, three hours of the educational informative. So it's at least an average of 21 hours per week. And, and a lot of the older folks who are blind and, and those who don't have as much money, of course, you know, need that audio described programming through the regular television or, or for, for their entertainment. Although I will say I'm a fan of Paramount Plus because I'm a Trekkie and I've been oh, watching you're a Star Trek fan. Okay. Oh, big time. I've been watching Picard and, and, and Discovery. And I even watched. For the first time the other night, the first Star Trek movie, Star, Star Trek, um, the motion picture. And I remember it being a boring movie, so I thought without your description, maybe I might enjoy it more. It's still a boring movie. I did pick up a lot that I missed visually, but it's still a boring movie. But that had nothing to do with the audio description. The audio description was well done. So um, I'm enjoying Paramount Plus. If you're a Star Trek fan, Paramount Plus is the way to go. The animated series, and, and uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thanks, Carl, I, the, first Star, the first Star Trek series I ever grew up watching was Star Trek The Next Generation when I was like five. And, and to Everyone, the point that's, if I may say, with the point of Carl made that um, Paramount Plus in particular is doing a lot of voluntary work with original series and original content. So we're really proud of that, that, you know, we love doing things voluntarily, and this is where we can make a difference. And so Paramount Plus has been a big platform for that. All right. So, Carl, how can our listeners learn more about accessible TV programs with audio description? So, if you go to the Audio Description Project website, which is ADP for Audio Description Project.acb.org, we have a listing breaking down by network, 
a listing breaking down by days of the week uh, for broadcast and the already five top cable rated network. Or if you do um, have one of the streaming services such as Prime Video or Netflix or Disney Plus or Paramount Plus or any of them, we also have a full comprehensive listing of all the audio described titles there. And just stuff in general about audio description, what it is, how it works, it, uh, the website, if you haven't had a chance to look at it, it's a very valuable website and full of good resources and information. So again, that's adp.acb.org. So Mark, how can our listeners learn more about CBS's commitment to audio description? So we maintain a listings page, which um, at this time is under construction, as we say. Uh, we're trying to get some development work done, but that page, uh, when it is current, lists all of our currently described content, including specials. But again, at this time, it is under construction, but one can find it when they go to cbs.com and go to the very bottom of the page and click the words video description, which is part of the update to make it say audio description. Uh, once it is updated, it will be accurate uh, with every show that is audio described. And it has been until now, but our expansion came so quickly we couldn't get the work done in time to update it. So it reflects uh, what we were doing before the big expansion. Is there anything else you both would like to add? Thank you for having us on. Thank you for having us on. I've got to tell you, it's just a privilege to serve our consumers uh, who rely upon accessibility. And so I'm very proud of what we do. I'm very proud of people. And uh, I'm personally honored to be able to serve. Carl and Mark, we're proud that CBS is one of the finest networks offering audio-described primetime hits. And let's hope that this interview empowers the rival networks to offer additional audio-described shows as well. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Carl. Thank you. Thank you. Before we go, listeners, I'll welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. And my show archive is at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. You are listening to ACB Media One, also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.